So I have uh, relatively not big news at all for you, Paul. Okay. I can't. I can't wait for this. Yeah. <laughs> Cue it up. I am recording, and theoretically, I'm recording your track as well. Hey, it's me, Chris. I'm hey. not Mario. <laughs> All right. So how's I, it going? Uh, good. Yeah, I live. Um, yeah. <laughs> I actually did some research myself. I learned that... Um, I think we may have discussed it, but uh, it's been months since that episode. Okay. So uh, I did some research. Actually, I didn't actually do the research. I stumbled upon it while I was looking for some options for better recording on my side. And um, I found uh, an adapter that goes from uh, line input to mic input. Ah, Okay. And so that's why when I tried that episode with sound effects that it came out so awful because, right, I was like, I think you even said it, you know, I'm doing line into a mic in because this is expecting a mic. Ah, gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. And so I just need this like attenuator thing, but. uh, Yeah, that pads it a bit. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately, like uh, (laughs) Amazon.ca. It's like seventy eight or eighty dollars, but you know, if I was like in the good old U.S. of A., it would be like twenty five, thirty bucks. Right, right. I was like, wow, that's crazy. (laughs) Oh boy, you are very dark. Yes, yeah, that's because I only have the uh, the side lamp on here. Hang on a second, I I can turn the the real light on. Although it'll be funky because I think I'll be backlit. But here we go. That's okay. Uh, when I imagine you, I imagine you with a halo. So <laughs> <laughs> the halo. All right. You you are the uh, um, the reptilian pope, space pope. <laughs> space space pope, coast to coast. So you are not using the iMac. Well, I am using the iMac. Uh, I am only recording into the iMac, and I'm using the... I'm actually using my ancient white MacBook for Skype right now. And then way over on the far desk, I have uh, my work MacBook Pro, which uh, is all set up for either a second Skype guest or right now it's just running uh, IRC. (laughs) (laughs) although i can't see nor can i type into it at the moment so i'm gonna have to figure out how that setup is gonna work if if we do start doing a second guest like i'm gonna need to do like a double decker shelf or something so they can actually be somewhat (laughs) close to each other oh right i was just gonna say no way just remote desktop into that but then oh yeah they might want to see you if that's the webcam (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly yeah, I don't know if I will do um if I do two guests at once, I might end up doing all audio just to make sure that the bandwidth is okay. Um but I guess, you know, I'll have to test it to find out. Cool. Yeah, I was going to ask like hopefully if this one goes well, we can start uh getting some guests. 
Yeah, I think uh, that will be, it will certainly be a lot easier to do guests in the future, because if this one goes well, then we won't have to talk anybody through, like, doing a recording on their end and syncing us a file. It'll just be like, hey, just get on. Uh, If all you have is your, like, Apple iPhone headset, plug that in, fine, it'll work. (laughs) We can just, (laughs) we'll just go from there. Nice. Yeah, should be cool. Yeah, so you're excited about your new board then? I yes, I am very excited about it. It is the um the Mackie Onyx 820i. It has uh it's a firewire board, so I can actually independently record all eight channels uh to the um to my iMac. Uh so I have it going in right now into Adobe Audition and it as far as I can tell is working perfectly. Uh, I see waveform on the host track and I see waveform on the interview track. That's you. And if I do a suspense accent, I see a waveform on the sound effects track, uh, and it should all be synced real time. And, uh, I have independent control of them. So it should be a lot of fun. Mama, don't let your boys grow up to be waveforms. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's the new cut on the uh, Dogecoin Millionaire soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I am. I am not doing so well in my uh, my fortune hunting through Doge. No. No, no. I can't remember what you said. I was actually going to go listen to an old podcast to double check. but uh, <laughs> One of the old podcasts that still hasn't been released on the Master Feed yet? <laughs> <laughs> could be, could be. Uh, but yeah, I think you were saying like you were getting a payout like every other day. Was that it? Or I was. Um, I am no longer getting a payout every other day because they upped the difficulty right around like Valentine's Day or something like that. And um, so now I haven't gotten a payout in four or five days. But I also haven't religiously been keeping my uh, miner running all the time either. So there's a little bit of that in there as well. Yeah, I think I I don't really know because um, I haven't like sat down and said, okay, it's you know 8 a.m. on Wednesday. I'm going to check it out on the next day. But <laughs> sure, <laughs> it, whenever I think to look at uh, my mining pool, it's usually been like three days or two or three days, and I've only pulled in about 190 coins. That seems to be like the figure <laughs> I keep seeing. Okay. Which is pretty funny considering you're doing it on your iMac and I'm doing it on my iMac and and a Linux machine and my wife's machine. (laughs) (laughs) So that's like, that's basically, oh, I think hers must be a quad of some kind. So hers does the best. I think I mentioned that before, but, Mm. but it's, uh, yeah, I probably have the same number of CPUs running with three machines that you have on one. So, <laughs> <laughs> like I, like the old Linux uh, box that I have made out of this old laptop has like one thread going CPU mining because that's <laughs> yeah. it. Right. It's a Celeron, I think, or something. <laughs> Even better. 
Yeah. It doesn't even have floating point instructions. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, it was all like my Linux adventure. So I was just like, oh, I'm just going to have you mine until I figure out something better for you to do. So sure. right. I was like, it's just going to be raking in the dough, but it's like got one thread. It's like, <laughs> so my, uh, my Dogecoin pals, uh, of which I don't actually have any, although it's the Dogecoin <laughs> community, so they're all my pals, even though they don't know me. Um, uh, they're going to hate me for saying this, but I actually took about, not quite half, a little less than half of my Dogecoin, and I traded on Cripsy for Bitcoin, which you know didn't even get me remotely close to a single Bitcoin. In fact, it didn't even get me close to a Bitcoin cent, for that matter. Um <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was an uh it was a decent i don't know fraction of bitcoin and of course i did that just as the whole mount gox thing was happening i don't know if you have been uh paying no. attention to mount gox at all but uh effectively mount mount gox is as i understand it and i will i will be the first to admit that i don't uh i'm not an expert in all of this but my understanding is mount gox is run by the same people who uh did uh or were selling uh magic the gathering cards back in the day um and they created this mount gox website which uh was for effectively for exchanging us dollars for bitcoin and vice versa and uh they have been having i guess fairly serious security uh issues uh and they came out and admitted that they actually lost a fairly large uh, number of Bitcoins on behalf of users who were doing banking through Mt. Gox. And because they're one of the largest exchanges, uh, Bitcoin has uh, subsequently taken quite a hit to its value because now uh, kind of the you know the sanity of doing any investing in bitcoin is uh, is coming into question a little bit. And now Mt. Gox is not um, by any stretch, the only exchange where where this can happen, but I think because it was kind of one of the bigger ones, more high profile ones at least, um, a lot of the people who are in Bitcoin as an investment rather than as a currency are kind of questioning uh, the value of uh, of using it and using Bitcoin, and so the I of course invested in it now. Even at the time that I invested in it, Bitcoin was nowhere near its high. Like it in the last six months has been worth as much as like $1,200 per Bitcoin, which is insane to me. Um, and it's down more around like half of that. When I invested, it was down more around half of that. But I think if I actually looked at the chart, it would be um, down even more than that. So my exchange of Doge to... Uh, <laughs> to Bitcoin did not play in the favor. It, it was a gamble anyway, but it didn't play in, uh, in my favor, um, to do that. Uh, that's, that's actually, I don't, uh, I still haven't really figured out the whole, uh, usage of Reddit. <laughs> uh, and so I know that that's where a lot of doge is, uh, given out and things like that. So yes, since I still haven't sort of figured that out, and sometimes I question, like, do I want to join another social network <laughs> and beholden to checking it every five minutes? Yes. Um, I was like, 
when I was looking up Doge stuff and getting into it and learning more and more, I found a handful of gambling websites and I've been wanting to try my hand on that. Oh, okay. Because right. uh, when I played Kingdom of Loathing, which I've linked to in previous <laughs> shows, um, I was addicted to the meat making game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that I still am like, I still have like a million meat in that game because I just kept like gambling. If you, nice. if you haven't played this game, you, um, to ease the load on their server, you get like, I don't know, a hundred turns a day or something like that. 50. It's been yeah. so long. Yeah. And so once you do all your moves in the game, as it were, then you're just like hanging out. So, um, but you can gamble as much as you want. And so I used to sit there and bet all my meat, which is the currency in Kingdom of Loathing. <laughs> so I was like, how funny is that? I spend like five days mining Doge and I get like 200 and I go gamble it on a website and it's all gone. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, in another five days, I'm coming back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It's all free. I mean, minus the electricity of four machines humming along day and night. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> These Doge, Doge coins are extremely expensive when you look at the electricity <laughs> bill. <laughs> well, the plus side is is this is how me and my former roommate heated our home in Allendale, Michigan, when we were going to college, was with old computers. So. Oh, just running the old computers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I had an old PC in my bedroom running a WAP server for my dumb phone so that I could get the internet. And um, he was like, your room is kind of toasty because we would keep <laughs> the heat down. And I was like, it's this old PC. And so then like a week later, he comes uh, back to our place with an old G4 someone gave him. And so he just turned it on and booted <laughs> it up. and It was headless, no monitor, and just heated yeah. his room. So. <laughs> it, it was never even logged in nobody was sure if the kernel <laughs> even booted on it <laughs> it just had a kernel panic on the screen which made the fans go even faster right right was this the same uh the same guy that i bought uh right. via you the g the big g4 is that the g4 that he bought is it the one no no, no. It was a, a regular tower not the uh, yeah. Serve. yeah yeah like a gray or a blue one a blue one i think maybe yeah. that was a g3 then I still have that X-Serve sitting down in the basement, Uh, (laughs) and I still haven't powered it up because at one point, I think you gave me like a sticky note that had the admin login and password on it, and I lost that sticky note. (laughs) (laughs) So I probably have to get like an external drive or something to hook up and and, uh, reset that somehow using an OS X server disk that's, you know, 10 years old (laughs) for that G4 X-Serve, so... I've been trying to convince myself to uh, put the iMac in the laundry room. Um, But the idea is that uh, just to get it off the desk, which would then be replaced by the ridiculous 17-inch Celeron processor Linux box that I have. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, um, the idea was if I put it in the laundry room, which is across the hall, I'd rather have it... uh, connect it through ethernet then wirelessly if i'm going to use it as a server still and um that means like running some ethernet through the vent because i'm in a condo sure and i've got it all planned out and at one time i almost did it before to put something else in there but like a router or something 
But then every time I think about, oh, yeah, that ought to be kind of a fun little thing, I'm like, but then the iMac is dead. It's really going to die soon. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. That's a lot of effort. And then I keep telling myself, no, no, I'll just put like the Raspberry Pi or something in there. You know, it'll be like the hide the server away kind of a thing. Sure. So it's uh it's 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 coming i think um soon enough just so i can have more more space in the desk but then part of me is afraid the wife is going to take it over cuz her her minuscule corner on the desk is already <laughs> like a, a mountain of things yeah so but i didn't say that but she doesn't listen hi hi um, <laughs> <laughs> uh back to doge um i've seriously uh been thinking about a VPN because um, so many times uh, you hear like people say, oh yeah, you, you know, you've got to have a VPN. You're dumb if you don't have it. You hear that as often as you hear people saying you always have to have a backup. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And so uh, when I was doing my thing, uh, trying to get American uh, websites and Netflix here in Canada, um, I came across a couple of solutions. <laughs> you blockade runner, you. Yes. Uh, and I was actually using Tunnel Bear last year for my computer and um, a free service that I used for Netflix called Tunnler.net. And unfortunately, mm. um, in December, they decided they were going to become a pay service. And I was like, I can respect that. And mm -hmm. I've been using them. I'm going to pay them. And ever since December, they've been sort of beta testing it. Like they set up all the billing and everything, but then they just didn't charge us um, just to see if they could get it to keep working. But um, like you said, that is sort of blockade running. And I think that this service, if I remember reading correctly, was started by some friends and then they invited others and it sort sure. of yeah. rolled on. And then that's why they're like, oh, let's make it a pay service and see if we can make some money. And so that was back in December. And um, yesterday I went to use Netflix and it said, hey, something can't connect. Um, and so I look and they shut their doors. They just decided it was too much work. So, hmm. so I was like, oh, back to looking for a VPN. I should really just do it for all my traffic, not just to run blockades. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so I asked people for suggestions, which I've done in the past. And um, uh, Jonathan, I think he is uh, related to the whole tent project uh, on Cupcake. He <laughs> told me I should try... Uh, privateinternetaccess.com and so did uh, Mike Rappin in Grand Rapids um, and I was like oh I should check that out and then hilariously uh, this is where the doge comes in <laughs> uh, sorry long story uh, Jonathan uh, sends another post to me he's like uh, obviously you'll want to buy it with mined bitcoins via Tor, via Tor borrowed from a laptop in a cafe Not that's not geographically co-located with your normal locale while having someone else drive your normal day with your cell phone <laughs> right I thought that was pretty hilarious and I said while wearing a fake mustache that's right so yeah doge doge Totally. So I haven't uh, actually sprung for a VPN yet, but uh, 
PrivateInternetAccess.com looks pretty good. It's like uh, if you buy a year service, which is like less than forty dollars, it's like three dollars a month. Oh, okay. So yeah. three, like three dollars and thirty-three cents or something. So sure, I might just, I might just do it. Just, um, I've always thought, you know, I could maybe try to set up my own or something too. But yeah, I know there's a couple of different services around, um, especially for you know, using the VPN to then appear geographically somewhere else. So not just in the States, but if you wanted to do the BBC iPlayer, you could uh, do the same thing uh, in, you know, England, Britain, Great Britain, whatever it's officially (laughs) called. Uh, Hi. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We had one listener from there, and now we have zero. (laughs) And now we have zero. I'm sorry to lose you as a listener. (laughs) (laughs) it's not listening anymore your apology is moot (laughs) yeah there's there's a couple of those um that i did like some reviews on before but that i tried out but uh but yeah just uh safe to uh be behind a vpn anyway to protect yourself from not the NSA, but uh, just other kind of hacks and things. Yeah, so. yeah, agreed. So I was always something. tempted to have one for um, just setting one up where my home network would, would be the VPN, and so then I could uh, be roaming at an internet cafe or something like that, and I could tunnel into my home network. Um, but obviously that's assuming that I trust my internet service provider that I have in the in the house, um, That's exactly what stopped me from doing that. <laughs> right, right. Like, and here I have got I've got Charter Communications, and they're not as evil as some of the other ISPs. <laughs> I don't think um, they're not uh, they're not fantastic. Uh, hi, Charter person who's literally listening to this right now as it goes over my uh, pipe. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's happened to your connection? Sounds like I'm going into a tunnel. (laughs) I made a screaming face. Silent. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I for whatever reason, I'm slightly more inclined to trust Charter than to trust, say, Comcast, who I've also had. Um, and has also been fine in terms of internet service, um, terrible in terms of customer service. I think they're all terrible in terms of customer service. You know, I don't, I don't know, but I also don't feel like any of these companies is like trying in any overt way to shield my data from, you know, the NSA, for example, you know, I think they're just kind of all out there for that. So yeah. Yeah. The big news this week was uh Comcast and Netflix striking a deal. Netflix is going to pay them. Yeah. And it's not a big deal you're saying at home because you don't use Netflix or you're not a Comcast customer, but uh congratulations by the way. There's only like probably after the Time Warner deal, I think Comcast owns like 78% of the market. So Yeah, something <laughs> along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> So congratulations by not being a Comcast customer, but this ends net neutrality. So 
it's kind of scary. I mean, in nine years, you could be getting a flyer from Comcast in the mail that says, hey, do you want access to Facebook and Google and Tumblr and Amazon? It's right, only $70 exactly. a month. for the premium internet package, and you'll get access to these things that you had access to in 2013 uh, right. <laughs> for no hey, extra charge. $10 more, and you can have Spotify. <laughs> right. Oh, did you want Bing? Sorry, you'll have to go to AT&T or Charter for that. That's right, yeah. I mean, this is a cable company. This is what they do. They they sell channels. So if websites become channels, which is like a stupid, ugly like idea, but it could be possible. It's kind of scary. Yeah, it is. And that's what Netflix it is. It's, is. it's a content provider. So, And the, the thing that you have to imagine is that... Um, there's going to be, you know, this is the typical American, oh, competition solves everything. So <laughs> theoretically, there's another internet provider where those things are not sold as channels, and you get access to them the same, the same way that you do today. And if the free market works the way that we're led to believe that it's supposed to work, uh, and Reaganomics kicks in and everybody gets their fair share, then... Uh, we should be able to just choose a provider that does not screw us the way that Comcast does and <laughs> uh, and be able to access the sites the same way we do today. Uh, the reason that that doesn't work is that in the majority of communities in the United States, uh, cable companies negotiate with the townships and the actual municipalities to run those cables in your uh, in your neighborhood, and they get because of that a um, effective monopoly in your neighborhood. So I have charter for cable. I have zero other options for cable. If I right. want to get some other service, I could go to Dish to get TV. Uh, I could also go to Dish to get internet if I wanted the worst internet in the world. <laughs> um, short of dial-up, I mean it's like barely better than dial-up. Um, the only other option that I have is actually in my neighborhood, uh, we have, believe it or not, a local telephone company called Allendale Telephone Company. Actually, they're abbreviated now, uh, Altelco, not to be confused with Altel, which doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> uh, but Altelco serves Allendale and coopersville i think or something like that and there's like one other community it's probably like adrian or something <laughs> something <laughs> like that and uh they have fiber um around allendale and it's the kind of like the fiber to the curb and then they hook an ethernet from the curb into your house or something along those lines mm -hmm. um and i've looked into that and they carry they have the typical triple play that everybody's trying to get you to buy where they have phone and uh tv with a set-top box and um, and internet, but the fastest that I can get through them is 20 megabits per second, which uh, is blazingly fast compared to DSL, but I have uh, 100 megabits on my plan with um, Charter right now, and I don't really want to give that up, although I'm certain that I'm not saturating it most of the time, except for when I'm podcasting with 90 guests. Uh, <laughs> <then> I'm... <laughs> And with my new board. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you had other shows without me. You jerk. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, theoretically, there's competition in the sense that 
if Charter did sign some kind of uh, similar agreement and I had to pay extra money to get Charter through uh, to get Netflix through Charter, I could go to Allendale, you know, all all telco and downgrade my internet to 20 megabits, but be on the moral high ground that I'm not paying, that I'm getting my network neutral access to the internet. Um, but I don't really want to do that. I would really just prefer that Charter be a dumb pipe and give me as much bandwidth as I can get to every site that I want access to, and that's it. And I'll just if you need more money to make that happen, I will pay you a little bit more money or I'll downgrade my service with you. But, you know, just make me make me pay something fair for the pipe and don't try to look at what's going over it. Yeah. That's, for sure. This has been Rants with Paul. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> uh, nice. You don't even need me. Now you have a board, you can have a lot of guests, and now you're doing my rants. So, <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah. I'm supposed to just be the host, not the guest. I'm supposed to let you do that whole rant. <laughs> this show is now called The Sauce. We've got rid of the Montreal part because he wasn't even in Montreal. How messed up was that? It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just me drinking. It's the sauce. <laughs> this is the sauce. I'm on it. I'm Paul. Oh, 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 oh! Wait, I'm. I, I got. I need another beer. I, I can't record right now. I got it. Hi, I'm back. I, I stopped it, and then I got more. Hi, hi. <laughs> Are you having lady problems? <laughs> Uh, I was just thinking, with your microphone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we should. Uh, I was just thinking, like a horrible improv act or a good improv act. I don't know why I had to use that word in particular. Uh, someday I should just like record a few things that I'm thinking, and then I'll just send them to you, and then we'll do the show like normal. And you'll be like, "Let's see what Chris of the past has to say," and it can be like just a horrible non sequitur. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about net neutrality and i just like you play the recorded like like yeah. early recorded option and it's like hey paul i got new business card today they're totally cool <laughs> <laughs> huh okay <laughs> thank you chris from the past <laughs> i'll add some kind of an echo echo chamber thing and now chris from the past brings us some <laughs> <laughs> right Party on, Darth. <laughs> it's just you doing your best impression of Andy Rooney. <laughs> uh, oh, that's awful. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I actually had this discussion with my wife the other day because uh, we, were, we were at the... Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's the world's largest mall anymore. It's the largest mall in North America, the West Edmonton Mall. But uh, we we went there the other day um, to get out of the house and not be outside, even though we wanted to go for a walk or something. But it was minus 28 Celsius here. And then when you had wind chill, it was like, oh, my God, I froze to death. <laughs> so we went to the mall to do a walk and look around and... Um, 
I uh, saw something I liked or something. And then she said, so why don't you get it? And I was like, because my wife would be like, I did like an impression of her (laughs) in front of her. (laughs) And she's like, oh, and I was like, yes, I know it's coming. No, that's not how you really sound. That's me doing impressions. Actually, I should just do all my impressions with the same voice. (laughs) (laughs) Because President Obama's like, Hey, y'all, I don't know about you, but I like being a president. (laughs) (laughs) I would never say strategery. (laughs) That's just dumb. Uh, (laughs) And then the Republicans come on. They're all like, hey, he shouldn't be our president. See, they sound totally different. They do. I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) One was Texas and the other was Alabama. Now Whoa. I've insulted both Texas and Alabama. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. I was like, actually, I was thinking when you were talking about uh, the awesome power of Reaganomics, I was going to say something. And then I was like, oh, that will insult San Francisco. And then I was like, well, then we'll get rid of like everyone. There you go. There's uh, one of my friends in San Francisco posted something the other day. There's actually a businessman, I didn't read the article very well, uh, who <laughs> wants to split um, up the whole, he's not from San Francisco, my friend is. <laughs> uh, this uh, person wants to split up California into six different states. Wow. Because he wants Silicon Valley to be its own state. Hmm. And it's got, the plan has approval to get votes. Or to get uh, ballot, um, get on the ballot if they get enough signatures. Really? Uh, votes. Yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah. So there would it's... be 55 states then. Yeah. I told my friend he's like being political and I was like, yeah, blah, blah. That's not important. Like we really just need to know like what are these going to be called, right? Like Spielbergia. <laughs> That's right. Welcome to Kardashia. But uh yeah so but then I started thinking um and this is just uh Chris's wildly off base history because he's Canadian he doesn't live in the states and never did um but uh <laughs> I was just thinking how interesting it is that uh when you have a like when you think like uh California you sort of think hippies and I'm sorry for saying that California but uh that's but what it's I true. Think. Yeah, and that's what everyone else thinks. <laughs> yeah, see, there's two of us. That's right. I took a statistics class. This means we can, you know, make this a real study because two of us believe this. So, <laughs> hip, hippies are all in California, and now there's like this tremendous like uh, surge of like. Um, how many times can I say like there's a tremendous surge of business coming out of there, right? With startups and uh, lots of software and computer stuff going on there. And I get the feeling like it's kind of a cyclical thing in our society where what happens is you have a group like the hippies who, whether you want to make fun of them or not, they're into doing things more like a community. 
And what happens is I'm not talking about like a commune of love or gardening, but (laughs) eventually you get into this sort of mindset where you're exchanging services and you're doing things collectively for the whole community because you want it to be better. And what happens is it succeeds. And then the next generation comes and they weren't part of the building of it. So they're just part of the success. So then they just want like more success. So you have this like cyclical thing where you have sort of like free minded, like hippie type people who then like their next generation of people are yuppies. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like I really get the feeling like the, you know, the, the community like evolves into like, okay, look at our success. And now, you know, before, like my grandfather, he was, uh, he had this started this community garden project and now he like owns Mansoto. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't buy like a seed anymore unless you go to him. Right. Right. Uh, so, anyway, that's my weird, crazy history with no historical accuracy. Because <laughs> there- I'm Canadian. <laughs> yeah. I- we're better at hockey than you. Oh, snap. I'll say it. You are. Both the both the women and the men are better at hockey than us. It's true. The women uh well, no, the men the men more so. Uh I think women we played for the gold, but you beat us. And on the uh on the men's side we weren't even in that game. It was more it was more <laughs> like oh, we're playing like Finland for the bronze medal. And we lost. <laughs> <laughs> we were able to find 20 people who had skates. <laughs> and we put them on the ice. <laughs> Sorry, American hockey players, but it's true. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Yeah. I do. I I almost think the the Americans would be better off going back to the old school. Like, let's just send the amateurs instead of like let's send uh, the all star uh, Canadian or the all star college uh, hockey players to the to the Olympics because I feel like they would be hungrier for it. Like I right. I feel like the American professional uh, hockey players are like, hey, great, I get to play in the Olympics. Right, exactly. Like, but I can't really play hard because I have a career, and uh, uh-huh. you know, and a, and a you know a contract for yeah. helmets or something. Yeah, they can't uh-huh. all be you know they can't all be the Michael Jordan dream team. Like, we're gonna play our hearts out and and get our gold medals and uh, and be amazing like it was you know the Miracle on Ice days. So. I think it was called um, Schooled, but it's a documentary uh, I recently watched on Netflix that uh, is more about college sports, but it's interesting about the whole definition of amateur, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because it's just sort of like a made-up kind of a thing when it comes to sports, so. um, It is, it is. It's a really interesting documentary, the way they analyze – it's kind of skewed towards athletes. Um, basically, uh, the documentary skews to the fact that, like, maybe they should be getting paid, the college athletes. Mm-hmm. 
because the colleges make so much money off of it. But <laughs> yeah. um, I was I was really dumbfounded by the history of it because I'm not a huge sports guy. So uh, to learn that college sports started out as sort of club sports, you know, like just a bunch of guys that went to the same college started playing football and then they started playing sure. against other colleges. Sure. And when fans started showing up, the colleges got smart and said, well, we're going to charge admission. So then they started charging admission. Well, then they realized to get more fans in, they needed better players. So they started paying people that weren't even going to the school. So it wasn't a club <laughs> sport. And so then you had that going on. And then um, there were some you know, people upset about that and rivalry stuff going on. And so I think that's when like one man basically started the NCAA out of his office. And um, <clears throat> so he said, no, they got to be amateurs. And they he came up with some rules. And then um, when you get to the world of television, uh, you have, I believe it was Notre Dame and one of the P's, like uh, Penn State or something like mm-hmm. that that actually signed contracts, like I think Notre Dame signed with CBS. So all their games were aired. And what happened is the other schools said, well, that's not fair. People are going to stay at home and watch your football games. No one is going to come to our games. And uh, Notre Dame and Penn State were like, yeah, too bad about that, huh? (laughs) So they complained to the NCAA and the was just one guy in an office. I swear to God, that's what this movie said. And so he just said, no, no, you guys can't do that because now these schools are threatening not to play you and all this. So let's just work this out. So he went to represent all the universities in the NCAA and got a contract to televise all the games. And I think he made $70 million or $70 billion. Like that was the contract with the network. And that's what built the very first office building for the NCAA. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> then I don't know, like, I don't think, like, the schools got any of that money, like, or they got a small portion. Sure. Because he broke the deal. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was like, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a sports guy, but the documentary was really interesting to see what some of the athletes, like, kind of go through to, uh, you know, like some guys were like saying, you know, I didn't have any money for food and my coach said, sorry. And then he showed up at my dorm room and handed me and my roommate who also played football, a bag of like tacos from Taco Bell that had like 12 tacos in it. He's like, sorry, I wish I could do more. And he's like, basically he just broke NCAA rules. If <laughs> anyone found yeah. out about that when I was a player, we'd be banned. Right just for feeding us and that was like (laughs) interesting yeah which is funny because if anything um taco bell is uh performance degrading material (laughs) right (laughs) it's so true (laughs) (laughs) yes here's uh here's here's some uh doritos locos nachos supreme and i'm not gonna expect you to come to practice tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the quarterback has asked you not to come to practice tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> stay out of the locker room please <laughs> uh, so i have uh 
relatively not big news at all for you, Paul. Okay. I can't, uh, I can't wait for this. Yeah. <laughs> Cue it up. All right. <laughs> this week, I... Not this week, last week. Last week when we didn't have a show to do, I missed you dearly. So instead of cleaning the house, finding a job, I decided <laughs> to try my hand at Star Trek Online, the MMOG. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're looking at a lieutenant right now. <laughs> <laughs> An officer. Wow. Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah, well, my captain, he got captured and shot, so. <laughs> I sort of had to take over. I had, I had to take command of the situation. Things were going bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, cool. Yeah, I got promoted in the field, so. Yeah. But it... Uh, it came out like uh, three or four years ago, and I remember it was supposed to be free to play. And then I think you can pay for like things like you know you want a badass uh, starship, you need to pay for it or something like that. But um, <laughs> if you want to use the kill setting on your phaser, you're gonna to upcha- <laughs> we're gonna upcharge you. <laughs> oh, that sucked. Have fun stunning Borg. <laughs> <laughs> I just so got. Tasha Yard, thanks to you, the <laughs> stupid kill setting. Nice. Yeah, so it's, uh, what was hilarious is I haven't done, like, PC gaming, as it were, in a number of years. And um, so I say, ah, I'm going to try it out. I didn't realize that three or four years ago when it came out, they didn't have a Mac version. And it's just come out of beta, like, in November. Uh, so I download it and then I open it up and it says, Hey guy, you ready to play the game? Cause I'm going to go ahead and download it. And I was like, Oh, okay. You know, it's kind of like pretty much any piece of software that you get for a PC in which you download it. And then it does another download of the actual software. So <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm like, no problem. And then I look and the download is like eight gigs. Ugh. So I was like, well, I guess I'm having lunch and I'll find something else to do. But of course, I've already set my mind on becoming a starship captain. So (laughs) I painfully find like some other trouble to get myself into. And I come back and it downloads. I'm like, all right, let's try this out. And I fire it up. And, you know, in the two and a half hours or whatever it took for it to finally two hours, whatever, one hour to download Apparently, there was a patch for the game. So that was another download. Nice. I was like, holy crap. This is just like playing games on a console these days. You like turn it on after you buy a game, put it in, and it's got to do a download. Right, yeah. So I'm like, this is ridiculous. Anyway, when I finally got to the game, um, I have to say it was kind of a meh experience. Like, I... Uh, I know that uh, those people who love PC gaming do a lot of um, tweaks to their graphics cards and things like that to get them to perform correctly. And I didn't do anything like that because I just wanted to try the game. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, 
but yeah, the graphics weren't all that impressive. Like, um, my, well, my MacBook is probably, uh, this thing might be like three or four years now. I think I got it in June of 2010 or 11. So, so I would think that it would be able to handle it, but it just, uh, it wasn't that it couldn't handle it. It's just like, you know, because you're, on an online game <laughs> you know, when it yeah. when it switches scenes it like it's you know the background of my starship disappears and my character is like standing in blackness and then like the scene comes back and like then my character disappears it's <laughs> just some weird like loading things and stuff like that and then the the space combat was really awkward because um I honestly think I've had issues in the past with 3D, like when I've designed some stuff for video in 3D, like working in 3D space on a one-dimensional monitor is very difficult for me. Yeah, yeah. I do quite well in 3D space in real life, I promise you. (laughs) I haven't bumped into the microphone yet. But uh, so then the space battle system, I was just like, what the heck, you know, because you can move your ship on every axis. So <laughs> there's a Klingon bird of fle- prey circling me and shooting at me. And I was like, I'm going to head that way to you, an impulse power. And <laughs> I'm, you're already behind me. So, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to go up and, you know, because I can move on every axis. And then the Klingon bird of prey is like flying around somewhere else. I'm like, no, I don't even know where you are. <laughs> are you cloaked? You might as well be. <laughs> so it's interesting. So you, yeah. you get to do space battles and then there's away missions. And so I did have my uh, phaser uh, rifle out. So nice. I was uh, killing some Klingons with that. Booyah. Um, so, they because they try to raid my ship, you know, you got to protect it. Right, right. Yeah. He's very smart, Captain, but his pattern suggests two-dimensional thinking. <laughs> yes. Sulu, Z minus 10,000 feet. Because <laughs> they still use feet in the future. Right. Imperialistics. That's right. Yeah, so it was uh, kind of a meh experience. I don't know. I don't know if I'll actually try it again. It's, uh, I mean, now that I've gone through the beginning part and landed my own ship for now, like, I think I'm kind of free to explore. Like, there's story missions you can progress your character in. But now it's like an open universe. I can travel where I want, I think, and try Hmm. things out. And I believe it's PvP, so I can play other players. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and you get the choice in the beginning. I was hoping to choose... I mean, you can choose whatever you want because, let's face it, it's an MMOG and I'm still totally <laughs> con- totally convinced it's all about fashion in these games. But yeah. So you, you can choose whatever kind of person you want to be. I'm Andorian, of course, but because uh, I'm so blue because it's cold up here in Canada. Nice, uh, nice. But... Um, <clears throat> You can you can choose in the beginning of the game if you want to be part of Starfleet or you want to be part of the Romulans. So, oh okay, I was kind of disappointed in that. I was like, well, I want to be Andorian, right? <clears throat> I want to be Ferengi. I just want to make some bank. 
There you go. <laughs> I'm really just on this game to sell all my Dogecoin. <laughs> right. Can't I do that here? <laughs> That'd be great if you could do if like you could be a Frankie in the game and just like that was your thing. It was just selling things. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I'm just here to sell my Doge pressed latinum. <laughs> I bought myself a Starfleet uniform and I've joined someone else's ship and I'm taking all their things and selling them. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a special on kill settings <laughs> for your phasers. I just need enough money to invest in a helmet so no one can touch my lobes or I'll give everything away for free. Right. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah, I have uh except for Kingdom of Loathing, zero experience with any MMO. Uh I never even got into uh World of War Warcraft, which would be I think probably like the definitive one to get into um in the last 5 years. Um I'm not sure why. I think I think it's be I think it's one of these things where it's like okay if I get into it I'm going to get really into it right. and I just don't want to sink the time into it right now. I agree and that's always been my hesitation. I just was always curious because for the most part uh MMOGs are so highly like skewed that seems to be my word tonight towards like fantasy and that's just not me. Like I'm science fiction. I am not sure. fantasy fiction. Yeah. And so I thought, well, I'll try the Star Trek one. Um, and I tried the Battlestar Galactica one that the Sci-Fi Channel had when the show was on. Um, but that was really awkward. It wasn't like a true like open MMOG. It was sort of like do these tasks, do these tasks. And yep. I think I stopped playing when. Um, uh, I think you had to recruit people, right? Because there's not a lot of people left. Or if you were a Cylon, <laughs> you wanted to recruit more Cylons or something. So yeah. you literally had to recruit people. Like you needed to get like 25 more players onto the MMOG or something. And I was like, all right, I'm done with this game. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so, yeah. Speaking of which, I can segue. Segue. To record that, yeah. Uh, to uh, Helix, I've been uh, trying to keep up with that uh, show from Ronald D. Moore, mm-hmm. and uh, while it has gotten more exciting as things unravel a bit, they keep building more mysteries. Like there's a lot of weird <laughs> things happening. Sure. And so my fear is now that they've built up a weird virus and people who may not be people and they're mutated or something. And they just keep building more mysteries that I feel like it's too complex. So when we get the big reveal, it's going to be called like to serve man and it's a cookbook, (laughs) you know, it's going to be disappointing. Right. Um, And so that's, but that's just how I feel now. But you know, in, in Battlestar Galactica, I think, uh, one of the like mysteries was who are the Cylons? Which one is it? I mean, it's just a simple yeah, thing. Like yeah. anybody could be a Cylon. Right. And then when you find out who are the Cylons, you're like, whoa, yeah, the right. whole time. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So 
it was just a simple with a simple ending and so i don't know i'm a little scared for helix here because uh, it's gotten crazy <laughs> <clears throat> i uh not having watched it yet your description makes it sound an awful lot like the first season of lost where they just keep like piling on more and more like little twists or mysteries that keep opening up but then they they're not really like spending enough any time answering any of them they just keep building yeah well i mean they've answered a fair share okay um, of things but like the ultimate you know the ultimate what's going on with the island thing is like you know they just right. keep adding to that and lost right and that's kind of what's right. happening here there's a strange virus and we still don't know what's wrong with it and the only person that's been cured now has white eyes and oh so does this person and wait are they people and oh okay yeah it's getting crazy so and seven of nine like i said i was excited she was on the show she's not on the show anymore so i'll just put it that way gotcha (laughs) uh so did you speaking of shows did you manage to even try to catch up on agents of shield or no boy i have not no i um well i take that back i think i've caught one episode like i've gone back into the uh uh, into our on-demand and tried to catch whatever the... At this point, the oldest episode in my on-demand is still new for us. So right. uh, we haven't... We ha- really haven't been keeping up on it. Um, and I'm trying to remember what that is. I think it's the one where they kind of finally explain what was going on with uh, Agent Coulson. <laughs> Which was like a total letdown, right? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm reading like all these theories from the comics online because I'm that kind of a jerk and I don't mind spoilers. And so, <laughs> so then we have our theories on the podcast and then they're like, Oh yeah, this, they, they, they fixed him. Right. <laughs> right. He's not a clone. He's not like some sort of yeah. robot. He's, yeah. He's not had his mind transplanted and I, right. Right. There's no elaborate holograms. It just yeah. uh, he's he not dead. like an alien shapeshifter who they've brainwashed to think he is Agent Coulson. He's just Agent Coulson, <laughs> and they used some machine to keep him alive and fix him. And then, like I have to say, that was really interesting though to actually get to see that actor like do something. Yeah, Besides just yeah. be the guy who can answer things. Right, right. You know, just walk into the scene and say, no, we're going to get her right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. He's actually... Allow me to add a little deadpan sass to the situation. <laughs> right. <laughs> and here is, uh, here is the answer to the question. Don't touch my car. Bye. I totally want that uh, to be a band name now, Deadpan Sass. <laughs> Deadpan Sass. <laughs> Their first album is called Agent Coulson. <laughs> Actually, I think the the album should just be called <laughs> Joss Whedon. <laughs> that's like the hallmark of everything that he does. <laughs> uh, did you know also that... Um, there is an additional season of Torchwood. I had no idea until I was poking Netflix. 
are you talking about the Children of Earth? After that. Really? Yeah, I was surprised because I remember during um, your other podcast, I Like Juice, I got into Children of Earth, and I don't know if we discussed it yeah. particularly then, but I um, really liked it. And then when I moved here two years ago and I was unable to work, um, I started watching the first two seasons of Torchwood, and yep. it was all right. Sure, yeah. And so then <laughs> that's that's a that's the right way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and so then um uh I am now my grandfather and I wake up at like 6 in the morning every day for whatever <laughs> reason. He used to do that to work and then I think it just carried on or whatever yeah, but sure. for me I moved from Michigan to 2 hours a- <laughs> behind right right so now my brain is still on michigan time yeah so. you're like we're sleeping in no i'm yeah. not sleeping in at 6 30 <laughs> so i got up uh like last weekend or the weekend before and was flipping through netflix which is a perfect alternative to cable because sometimes you can't find anything and i got to torchwood and it said like four seasons and i was like mm. wait a second yeah so I flipped, uh, checked it out, and I watched the first couple episodes until my wife caught me. (laughs) And then she said, oh, I thought we were going to watch that together, which was funny because um, she started watching an episode without me because she knew I had already seen it, but she was sad because we had just finished, like, all of the Doctor Who reboot, the David Tennant season. Okay, yeah. And um, so she was watching that, and I was like, good luck. Because this show is kind of like, eh. <laughs> yeah, right. And she was just like, wow, it's just really dark and kind of scary. And I was like, yeah. And so I thought that was my cue that she wasn't interested. So then when she caught me watching it, I was in trouble. Ah, gotcha. So now, now we've started the beginning. <laughs> I, I'm like, do you want some tea or some popcorn? And she's like, but you just started. I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm good. It'll be fine. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just playing Candy Crush on my phone. Yeah. Aren't yeah. you glad for the quality time? <clears throat> I did like um, Children Children of Earth, though. Me too, and I've been wanting to get... It's kind of like um, with the Matt Smith, I was so excited about his yeah. Doctor Who series that my wife was like, well, I have to watch it from the beginning, right? And this is when we were dating, and... The Matt Smith season was just starting, so I'd seen like two episodes, and then she was staying with me for the summer, and so I wanted to watch it, and I was like, no, because he regenerates, right? So it's like a whole new show when he regenerates. She's like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like trying to get her like, oh, you don't need to see these first two seasons. That's how I started. I watched Children of Earth, and it was fine. But she's not going for it. It would actually be unfortunate with Torchwood to start with Children of Earth and then go back and watch some of the... Because you'd be like, who are, who are these other people? And why does this suck? Yeah. <laughs> in comparison. In comparison. And I remember reading about it and just getting confused because I wasn't that interested in Torchwood anyway. But this whole fourth... or Yeah, this whole fourth season is taking place in the States, I believe. And the reason uh, okay. for 
the reason for that is that um, I believe that the channel, whatever channel and BBC kind of let the show go or partnered with stars, the TV channel to finish it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, and I don't know if it's a proper season. I think it might be like children of earth again. It's like uh, maybe four to six episodes. Yeah. It's called uh, miracle day. Yeah. 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 I do remember seeing something about this and then, um, I didn't have access to it yet because it wasn't uh, available on Netflix, so it completely escaped my uh, my not so computer like memory bank. It's it's uh, so far this new season that I've been able to watch before I got bumped back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool. It's kind of like Children of Earth. I, I give it the same kind of like. I've always thought. Um, Always. I've thought recently in the last couple of years that uh, since we are so, we do have such short tension spans um, that maybe miniseries is, miniseries are the way to go. And that seems to be, you know, with, with Children of Earth and it seems with this Miracle Day, um, you don't get the filler crap that we've been talking about so much. Yeah. Yeah. You you just have the story like let's figure out like what's happening to the children and it goes on for like four or six episodes you're done. <laughs> you know. Right. Like, right. <clears throat> so you don't have to have the cheesy filler episodes with like a not related mystery and then someone comes in at the end of the 42 minutes and says, "Oh yeah, by the way, the children are missing still." Sure, so, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh that's right. What were what were we gonna do about that, Jameson? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Let's sit on that for a week. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, um today I spent my day the best show that I've watched all week uh was earlier this week when I watched um an episode of the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. I watched it so that I could um, analyze The Walking Dead on my usual Mocking <laughs> Dead blog with using the Dukes of Hazzard uh, um, plot. So, Gotcha. So kind of like people analyze um, older or newer versions of Star Trek by comparing them to the original cast and saying, well, obviously this character is like Spock and this. Right, 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 right. Uh, I, I've decided to do this, use, do this, use that same sort of comparison with the Dukes of Hazard for TV shows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just any TV show starting with The Walking Dead. Yeah, I thought, actually, I thought I could just continue to do The Walking Dead and compare it to episodes of the Dukes of Hazard. That'd be fun. <laughs> That but actually then, would be awesome. <laughs> but then today I was like, wow, Supernatural has two brothers and an awesome Impala. Hmm. Oh, yeah. They used to have an old guy they would call when they needed help. <laughs> they have the this like common uh, devil character that they're always fighting. I was okay. like, wow, this is like totally Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, I just I just thought that I was like, oh, this could be like a single serving site. I can just compare any TV show to Dukes, to Dukes of, Hazzard. of Hazzard, right? Right. <clears throat> Do shot by shot comparisons, like <laughs> side by side. Here's a two shot. Here's a two shot. 
Right. It's the same show. <laughs> I was like, okay, instead of them having to be chased by the cops and make a jump to get away, you know, they right. need to find supplies and not get bitten by zombies. Right. Same thing. It's the same thing. Right. <laughs> then, you, then you have to take the intro and, and set it to, uh, you know, the, the Dukes of Hazzard uh, theme song. I, you know, I, uh, I steered clear because I kind of wanted to, well, what happened was I really wanted to do this like comparison and say, look, this is boss's scheme. So this is like what's happening. The protagonist event that's happening in this particular episode of walking dead and the car chase is now them trying to find supplies and somebody, (laughs) somebody not getting bit just barely is like the car jump or the tire change, you know? Sure. But Instead, as I watched the episode, I turned into the balladeer and I just went all country and did a bunch of southern idioms. <laughs> <laughs> He's sweating like a church or like a whore in church. <laughs> yeah, so so it didn't turn out exactly like I wanted, but uh, yeah. Look, uh, Chris, you're not going to get out of uh, a huge <laughs> horde of zombies without shooting a few heads, is all I'm saying. It's true. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but no, that's what I was getting to. So I wanted to be serious, and it didn't turn into serious. And then I was like, I think I got enough. I did enough like silly pictures where I did really bad Photoshop of people's faces on the Duke boys. Um, Nice. But then I was like, oh, maybe I do need something. And so I just Googled it because this is the world we live in now, at least until the Internet is gone. But uh, right. Right. There is there's two. I found at least two and I didn't look any further, but there are two recut beginnings of the show with the Dukes of Hazard theme music. Hmm. <laughs> already nice <clears throat> I was like that's pretty hilarious <laughs> there's even I forgot all completely about it because of my passion for the show I'm so disappointed in myself <laughs> but apparently in the first season uh, when they had a completely different format and it wasn't just zombies <laughs> I'm kidding uh <laughs> <laughs> but they did a lot of flashbacks in the first season, but then they ran out of ideas unlike Lost, you know. Right, so, sure. Um There's only so one many th- times you can cut back to the plane. Right. So when they uh they did a flashback to the two guys that were friends that were cops trying to stop like a hot rodder or something like that, or a bank robber in a hot car. So <laughs> Both of these like cuts that people did with the Dukes of Hazard theme song have the scene in it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that." <laughs> it's great because one of the characters has like a crossbow, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, the beginning of the Dukes of Hazard, they both had their bows with the dynamite." That's right. <clears throat> oh yeah, and there's an insane amount. Of smart cars on the internet painted like the General Lee, <laughs> which is like a fabulous idea. I said I wanted a smart car before. Now I'm saving my money. There you go. <laughs> it can't just be a smart car. Now it has to be painted like the General Lee as well. Yes. And it has to have like an 8-bit version of the Dixie 
horn. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's a new goal in life. I'll have a job by the next time we talk, so I can have my General E Smart car. There you go. That's I'm probably the best I'm... reason to get a job, actually. Uh, I'm just joking. Actually, I'll start a Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> well, heck, if... y'all! I'm American stuck in Canada. I need to represent. Yeah. What would the uh, what would the <laughs> <laughs> what would the rewards be <laughs> for, oh, that, for funding nice. that Kickstarter campaign? The rewards would have to be like the best reward would have to be like a custom video of me jumping the smart car. <laughs> <laughs> that would be perfect. Yeah. I like this idea. Yeah. Thanks for helping me get a smart car. Now, if we could have a new Kickstarter for me to get another one. Yeah, so that I could fix the one that you guys got me. <laughs> Watch me slide across the hood. Ow! <laughs> nice. You could slide across the roof on it, probably. <laughs> right. <laughs> <I'll>, <laughs> reward reward number one is I'll drive to wherever you are and we can ride together in it somewhere <laughs> you can honk the horn <laughs> now I want to do like a shot for shot like uh, episode of the Dukes of Hazard in a smart car version of the generally oh there you go yeah. Complete. I'm talking complete shot for shot. So like you and I like jump through the windows, <laughs> which is gonna be really hard in a smart car. <laughs> but then when we when we are chased and we hit a jump, when we land the interior of the smart car will be a different color. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like shot for shot, I'm talking. Uh, just to just to help in this, I will send you a uh, a copy of the picture of me uh, when Tina and I were traveling, um, si- sitting next, and I uh, I stood next to the smart car and like held my thumb up next to it, like, "Hey, check me out! I'm standing next to the smart car." <laughs> it was an actual European smart car that I was standing next to, and uh, it looks it's like human for scale. The car is smaller. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty yeah, good. we could. Sweet. I'm sure we could Photoshop that. That fo- just to get us started. Like, here's Paul next right. to a photoshopped smart car that looks like the General Lee. Yeah. Now imagine it painted like the General Lee. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul in tighter jeans. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to imagine it now, imagine Paul with 25 more pounds on him. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere I have Boss Hogg's autograph because he was at like an auto show that my uncle went to and he got me the autograph. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's, it's sweet wherever it is. <laughs> wherever it is, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, did you see any of the hoopla for Guardians of, Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy? I have, uh, and that is one uh, Marvel universe that I know absolutely nothing about. Uh, <laughs> same, 
Same for me, but I mean, it's not totally unexpected, as I've complained about and ranted on the show before. <laughs> Shut up! Uh, <clears throat> it's like one that they can afford to buy and then publish, right? Sure, yeah. So I am excited, though, because I really enjoy that guy from Parks and Rec that is playing yeah. one of the leads. So yep. that, that could make it sort of interesting. And... I believe she plays a villain, although, like you, I'm not familiar with this universe, but uh, Amy Pond is in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, that's exciting. Yeah, I read that she was filming that when they filmed her appearance in the in the very last, um, the last Dr. Smith, or Dr. Smith, Matt Smith episode, <laughs> The Doctor, and... Uh, and she had that little appearance right at the end. Uh, and since she was also filming uh, the other, um, she actually had a uh, a shaved head. And so yep. she had a wig of her own hair <laughs> from pre from previously, so that she uh, you know had the proper had the proper appearance. Why are you bald? This is weird. Now I'm dead. Regenerate. <laughs> have to go back why did she shave her head yeah touching all the way back to uh children of earth actually the guy who's in that as the uh the negotiator the guy that the um that england sends in to negotiate with the alien in children of earth is the guy who plays uh the new doctor so and apparently they've said that there um there's an explanation for that is what stephen moffat has said so he's kind of teased that uh, there's a reason. Because um, that guy played... He plays that guy. I'm not sure what his name is. Um, minister or something like that. Um, but he's basically the assistant to the prime minister that they send in to negotiate with the alien. But he is also in an episode that you guys probably watched recently. Um, the uh, Yeah, right. Volcano Day. Um, and apparently these things are supposed to mix together for some reason. Like there's supposed to be a reason that this guy keeps showing up, even though he's different characters. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that that actually pans out and turns into something and that it's not, uh, Agent Coulson level of disappointment explanation. Um, yeah, I was just going to say I applaud your effort, sir, but I'm a little scared <laughs> because I wasn't too impressed with the, hey, how come Clara Oswald keeps popping up explanation? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So I feel like the explanation in and of itself was fine, but the buildup and the how they told it was like just... It just wasn't executed well. True. And her character, I, we've gone over <laughs> several times, just isn't, doesn't bring much to the table. So, um, like, the series doesn't need another doctor. It just needs, like, it, it needs a companion. <laughs> so, anyway. The, uh, Godzilla trailer, like a full trailer dropped too. I just recently saw it today. Oh, okay. I made I made fun of the teaser, I remember. 
It was vapid or something I said. <laughs> Kidding, I didn't use that word. I don't even know what that means. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of Brian... The Green Day song. Did they use the Green Day song again? <laughs> no, they used uh, Brian Cranston because he's hot right now because of Breaking Bad. So oh, they sure. Yeah. Pretty much played like every clip he's in in the film. <laughs> so... That makes sense. I don't know. Someone like uh, that I went to school with was like, this could be like as good as the very first Godzilla movie. And I was like, I was like, you know, the the trailer had me hooked. And I was like, well, that's better than the teaser. But at the same time, like I didn't see anything new coming to the table. It was like, you know, disaster movie. Fig- figure out a way to fix it. You know, like sure. it, you know oh no, I have to leave my wife to save the world kind of stuff or something. I don't know. But yeah, so I don't know. I think it could be atypical, Hmm. but the trailer looked good. But again, I don't want to get my hopes up or your hopes at home. (laughs) Whoever's listening, we've lost England, San Francisco, (laughs) Alabama and Texas. So now we have Missouri. Let's just get rid of you by saying Missouri wrong. I said Missouri instead of Missouri. Missouri. Yep. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Japan, mm-hmm. I saw a documentary on um, the Netflix that I can recommend uh, called Make Believe. I think it's two or three years old, but it's about four or five magician children who are trying to win some contest which is like a pretty big deal in the Hmm. magician area and it was suggested to me by netflix because i had watched some sort of documentaries about ricky jay who's like uh he's been in lots of films um uh and he's a magician uh he's a weird he's uh, rotund man with like a beard and like sort of a longer mullet type thing, but maybe mm-hmm. balding on the top. He's been in a lot of films. Okay. And so I was like, oh, I know that guy. And I watched it and it was very, I didn't, he gets into the history of magic, which is really interesting and in what inspired him. And he apparently had a lot of friends in the magic world or is uncle did or something like that the grandfather so he knew a lot of these people who were famous in their day Hmm. um but it was so this man has like a very tight ego and so (laughs) it was i mean he wasn't just like on the screen talking about like oh i love me and i listen to my own podcast things like that but uh he's just very like his idea of being mysterious is, don't you want to be me? Probably. So, I don't know. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, I was disappointed with that, but then I kept seeing this make-believe pop up, and it was quite entertaining um, just to see these kids, like this kid from Japan um, who wants so badly to win. He's in a small town in Japan where the library only has one book on magic, so he's all self-taught. And his sleight of hand skills are like amazing. (laughs) Like the (laughs) opening shot of the documentary is him getting on a bus, playing with some cards in his hands. And he pushes the window down in the bus seat that he's on. 
and he's just like playing with a card in his left hand and he puts his right hand out the window and he just slams his hand against the window and the card is outside. Ah. Uh. It's like, what the heck? How did you So he's just got mad skills. So just watching, you know, like these fifteen year old kids do things like that, it's like crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> And so the competition and them all competing with each other were it was really good watch. Cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Magic. Yeah. The one that I think and this is a callback to a much earlier episode, but I the one I think that Tina and I are probably going to get into next will be Orphan Black. Um cuz our friend uh Paul uh was also raving about that a few nights ago when we had dinner with him. He said he uh, he watched the first episode and then proceeded to buy the rest of the series and uh, just so that he could watch all the rest of them through. So, yeah, March is like this sort of like dead area for me, and then like in April, a lot of those shows start back up again. Ah, okay. I think the second season for Orphan Black is supposed to be like at the end of April, so I'm like, come on, April. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to see the sunshine too, but come on, April. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. would like to see the sun, uh, and we would like to see the polar vortex like stay up towards the pole, actually, is what we would like <laughs> here in Michigan. <laughs> like, enough of that already. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How How is the area that your new house is in as far as, you have a basement? We do have a basement, yep. And you have a sump pump? <laughs> we do have a sump pump, yes. And it's working? <laughs> it's working, yeah. I haven't heard it run yet, but it also has not been above freezing enough for anything to really be melting significantly. Sure, so, I just, I mean, you guys have so much snow, this will be quite yeah, a challenge. It will be a challenge this help. year. Um. And yeah, last year, well, we moved in kind of in springtime. And actually, just after we moved in, our neighbor was ripping out a bunch of carpet. And we were like, hey, what happened? And they were like, oh, our sump pump broke and our basement flooded. <laughs> and I was like, oh. okay, sweet, noted. I will remember that for when our we get around to finishing our basement, is to make sure to have some kind of a way to, you know, test that to make sure that it's working, so... Because right. our sump pump is in a part of the basement where it's going to stay a utility room. We won't finish that part of the basement. But I think what I'll probably do uh, is something similar to what I helped my parents do uh, a long time ago when I was living with them, which was we had a basement that was also... It wasn't really prone to flooding all that often, but uh, it did get damp and uh, it did have a sump pump. And so just to make sure that water could always run to where the sump pump was, we built a elevated floor in the basement so that um, you had at least two to three inches of clearance between the actual floor of the basement where the water would be and the floor that you would normally ordinarily walk on. Right. I'll probably do that for the finished area in our in in our basement as well, instead of like getting as close to the cement as I can, <laughs> yeah. I'll just give us like, give us three inches of, of runway underneath. And that hopefully will help us buy some time if we ever do have an issue with the sump pump and it's not draining right away. So Yeah, I know 
wasn't even too bad the last couple of winters, but uh, I know my cousins up in Montague, Michigan, I think they were renting like some sort of like industrial pump mm-hmm. because their sump pump couldn't keep up with it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it was kind of crazy. But they were in like one of these like new sprawling neighborhoods, you know, like. <laughs> sure. Oops. Right. <laughs> Guess you guys know now. Yeah. We know we do know that ours works because uh, right by the sump pump is where the we have underground sprinkling as well, and that's where the there's like a drain spigot that will that will drain the system before winter. Ideally, you like shut the system off and then you open up that drain spigot and it drains directly into the sump pump well, which then pumps back out of the house Um, because that part of the piping is lower than the actual field where it where the um uh where all of the sprinklers are the water should run down and back into your into your house effectively and uh and we did that this past winter or this past fall when we shut down the sprinkler system and it and a the actual draining worked which is good and b the uh the sump pump itself kicked on once it reached whatever level it needed to reach, which is good too. So cross my fingers. Yeah. My first house uh had underground sprinkling and it was the house was vacant for like probably a year. And so I had asked the neighbor, I was like, has the sprinklers been on? And he's like, No. He's like, I remember going over there before she sold the house and I helped her blow it out, like use the air compressor to blow out all yep. the water before winter. Yep. And he's like, honestly, I don't think it's ever been on since. And I said, okay. And he's like, do you want to blow it out before winter comes? And I was like, well, no, if you're right, no one's used it. I haven't used it because I was afraid it might not even sure. work. Sure. And he is like, yeah, you're right. I don't think anyone's ever used it. And he was this retired old man who... It was kind of challenging. Like uh, at one point, uh, <clears throat> at one point, my ex-wife uh, at the time was not my ex-wife. Uh, she was in the bathroom and she heard a noise, and then she um, came out of the bathroom, and the neighbor was just leaving our house, and she was like, "Excuse me," and he's like. Oh, I heard your air conditioner kick on and I saw your kitchen window was open, so I just came in and shut it for you. <laughs> wow. So he I figured he was nosy enough to know that the sprinklers hadn't worked. Anyway, one day I wake up and I hear like a weird noise. I'm like, I have no idea what that guy is doing next door. He's crazy. Yeah. And like a couple hours pass and we decide to go out and have brunch. And as we back out of the driveway, I see what that noise was. It was like, um, because our underground sprinkling system, just like most, had a pipe coming up out of the ground with a shutoff valve and then going back down in the ground. Yep, yep. It, it had broke. And so it, that was our water, like before the shutoff valve, like spraying against the house was that noise. Oh, wow. <laughs> in the middle of winter. So I'm like, <laughs> crap, I guess I got to go turn the water off. Yeah. So I shut the water off in the house. Whoever had um, hooked that up hooked it up before the water main the came into the, the house. house itself. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> so I had to call the city, and they had to come shut off the house, like at the corner. It was crazy. <laughs> wow. And then I just capped it and never used the sprinklers. Yeah. Because I lived in the city, like my yard was smaller than this room I'm in. So. Sure. 
Yeah. I was like, why do you have underground sprinkling? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did not, I probably should have, but I did not blow out our system. I just drained it. And I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that, like, the piping itself didn't burst anywhere. But um, I have not had the issue where all of a sudden, like, anything has <laughs> suddenly burst on me. So I'm taking that as a good sign that my cutoff switch actually does cut off the entire system and not just, like, yeah. one part of it. So, But we'll see. We used it last year, and honestly, if we don't use it this year, it would not break my heart because um, <laughs> it it's expensive to use uh, that much water all the time. And it still didn't like it kept, it kept our grass from dying certainly. And it even kept it green to some extent. Um, But I'm hoping that that didn't stop the recording because I let my iMac fall asleep. (laughs) No, it's still going. Woohoo. iMac works. Um, <laughs> new a new adventure here. Uh but anyway, um yeah, I I wouldn't be heartbroken to just not use it. It kept it certainly kept our grass from dying, but we didn't we weren't to the point where we were like, let's let's water the grass for 20 minutes every single day and have a beautiful, you know, plush green carpet of uh yeah, no. Let's not do that. Let's just like <laughs> water water it enough that if it does rain nice, it'll get nice and green. We'll just leave it. We'll just leave it beyond that. So, if you've ever wondered, like you know, I believe that uh, we are different people, but you only hear our voices, <laughs> so you may get me and Paul confused. But an easy way to describe the difference is if Paul realized that his um, iMac was falling asleep and stopping the recording, he would go into the preferences of the iMac. And tell it never to sleep when he was recording. He would just do that and then hopefully remember to set it back to sleep right. later. Where I would email Paul and ask him how I could write a program that would, <laughs> when the iMac fell asleep, give me an audio announcement to my headphones to say, I'm going to sleep. So then I can quickly wiggle the mouse. Yeah, I like what to- I- I like to take the complicated route. <laughs> what I probably should do is I should install that Wiggle Mouse, like Java applet <laughs> that uh, that uh, our uh, imaginary producer Jim likes to install on every machine, um, so that it just wiggles the mouse every five minutes, and then the because di- I think all I have it set to do really is have the display, display. go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I think if I go into Energy Saver, yeah, computer sleep is set to never, but display sleep is set to like 10 minutes or something like that. And it doesn't even have the put hard disks to sleep, so it doesn't even do that. Um, but it... Uh, That's been Just enough. the display going to sleep was enough to scare me, like, oh, did the whole thing go down? What, you know? But yeah. no, it didn't. It was fine. That's been a terrific adventure for me when it comes to um, Linux, because... I've been installing it on all kinds of different machines. So, <laughs> yep. I installed Linux on the iMac and this display went dark. But then, you know, I'd walk by the bedroom and go, uh, the display is on. It's just not displaying anything. Because right. Lin- Linux is like, I don't know. Uh, what? Yeah. That's Linux's version of power saving. Oh, I'll just make the screen black. Yeah. So then I went in there and I tweaked it and it was like, 
no problem. Got it. And then it kept doing it. It took me a while to figure it out. And then once I did, I was like, awesome. And then I installed Linux on that old laptop that my father-in-law gave me. And it was the same damn adventure again. <laughs> I was like, serious? It was like four days for that when I kept like tweaking a setting, walking away. I think it's off. And then like the next night I'd come out. Oh, it's on. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I finally figured it out. And then yesterday, um, at some point I had closed the lid just ever so much uh, when I set the laptop down. And yesterday I picked it up to just quick search for something because, you know, I have a 10-inch tablet, which is way too much effort than a big 17-inch old PC laptop to whip out and search for something. And so (laughs) Linux, it's fun. Um, So I I grab the laptop and I open it up and it wants my password. And I'm like, oh, did I bump the power? Like, did it shut off? That stinks. Mm -hmm. And then I put the password in the screen comes back up and was like, oh, I must have closed the lid at some point, like so far that the sensor tripped and it just put it to sleep. Ah, yeah, right. So I was like, oh, no, it's been sitting here for like a whole like, you know, day not mining Doge. (laughs) That's like three shares I could have got on this one (laughs) Celeron CPU. Right. Drat. I could be 35 cents richer. I I don't even (laughs) think I have 35 cents yet. (laughs) I doubt I have a thousand, which means I don't have even like 0.0014. Like, oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Dogecoin is also losing value ever so slightly. It's like below a tenth of a cent now. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Which it had it had gotten to an all-time high at one point of two-tenths of a cent <laughs> per coin. Now it's below one-tenth again. So. Yeah. I'm excited. Maybe that's what I'll do is I'll start a Kickstarter campaign to ask for Doge, not money. There the you go. The whole point is I just want to call myself a Dogecoin millionaire. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good goal. I I sent uh our fe- our friend Jessie, I sent her uh a Kickstarter campaign that someone showed me the other day which was um someone wanted to a designer wanted to um buy a chicken burrito from Chipotle Chipotle and he wanted to do a design of like a scale of how awesome the burrito was. Okay. And he wanted to raise $8 and I think he raised like 700 or something. (laughs) (laughs) And our friend Jesse is like a huge Chipotle fan. Yeah. So sent it to her, but um, yeah, that's great. And now because like he, you know, you have to have stretch goals now because he raised so much money. His like next goal I saw on the page was to, uh, go skydiving and eat a chipotle burrito while skydiving. There you go. <laughs> it's good to have goals. Yeah, I, was waiting. I thought that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> I think after that, like, if he raises so much, he's going to go, like, he's going to try to get on one of those, like, zero-G airplanes that fly Ooh. fast and high enough to... Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, let's watch that. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I have a feeling that that's not going to end well, really. 
<laughs> like I can imagine that experience being really fun doing the whole zero G thing. Um, but adding in not really great Tex-Mex food on top of that. Um, and, and like usually the, isn't the window for those kind of flights like pretty small, like, okay, like in the yeah. next, in the next like 40 seconds, we're going to hit that and you'll be able to do it for like a minute 30 and then we'll have to try again. Right. right. So he's going to yeah. be eating really fast. Yeah. <clears throat> and when I, and eat then it really all just fast. slaps on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's like these little floating bubbles of chipotle, and then it just goes <laughs> right at the end. Or like he he splats on top of it, right? That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of chipotle, like we haven't gotten totally like uh, I haven't gotten totally um, inappropriate yet, so <laughs> it's not an episode. Until Paul is not laughing because I'm humorous, but because he can't even believe the things that are coming out of my mouth. <laughs> but it is so dry here. It is just ridiculously dry that I feel like it would be sexist to say it, but I feel like a woman that I have to like lotion up my feet and my hands every day. Mm. It's very dry here. It's I'm still not used to it. Yeah. What really freaks me out. <laughs> it's so dry here that I have been outside doing my errands, walking like in the minus 30 and stuff like that. And maybe I have gone to somewhere like Chipotle for lunch <laughs> and maybe I have gas. And when I pass the gas, that is from the inside of Chris. Right. And it's not dry in there. So <laughs> my pants, my boxers get quite damp. Okay. Because it's so dry. It's a noticeable difference when you're out in this dry cold. <laughs> so then I'm freaking out thinking I just sharded. Yes. You know? Sure. So it's it's horrible. It's happened on more than one occasion and I haven't like my brain hasn't adjusted to it. I guess I'm lucky I'm not that gassy that it hasn't become like a yeah, oh yeah, don't yeah. worry. But holy cow, is it a scary thing? It's just like <laughs> you're just doing your thing and you know, you're not gonna be pent up and stressed about life. You're just gonna let it go and then right. you're like, Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. And then, I'm outside, it's fine. Nobody's around. Yeah. And then I race home and I'm like, oh, well, that was weird. <laughs> Maybe this it's going to be part of this is going to of... be Tina's very favorite part of the uh, episode, by the way. <laughs> I'm just going to have to be like, look, you're just going to have to stick with it until Fast an forward. hour 40. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, am I getting older? Are they getting juicier now? No. No, it's because it's dry here. It's just because it's dry and cold. Yeah, it's crazy. It, I'm glad that she'll like it. I'm, I'm surprised you you were prepared. I prepared you for it. By you did. Starting off you did. You gave me a good uh, a good prep for it. <clears throat> You're like, oh, he's going to the fart chokes now. <laughs> 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 
He's like, like I don't hear that enough at home with two girls and <laughs> my wife. Uh, yeah, Evelyn is Evelyn is at the age where she's just starting mm. to find it humorous when like <laughs> she farts or craps herself or something like that. That's uh, so for uh, those keeping score at home. That's two and a half. At two and a half, they start to really find it uh, find it funny, <laughs> like. Um, you know, you'll you'll hear it and you'll look at her and she'll be doing like the sly little grin or something like that. And if uh, if it's very clear that you know that that's what just happened, then she'll go ooh <laughs> ooh. That's it. That's pretty funny. If if for no other reason, listeners, you're gonna have to keep listening to their show until Paul. Or I reach like the age in which it becomes funny again <laughs> when we crap ourselves. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Welcome to Montreal Sauce, episode six hundred and forty-seven. <laughs> this uh, the episode's title is Depends, <laughs> sponsored by Depends. I don't know about <laughs> you, but I think this new doctor. He's kind of a smug. Oh, sorry. I just crapped myself. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We can yeah, start. We'll be on we the seventeenth doctor by then. Yeah, we can start a betting pool. There you go. Then I want to see the betting pool because then I want to see like you know. There's that one crazy person who has it, like, instead of episode 602, it's like episode 31. (laughs) (laughs) Right. What do you mean? (laughs) By the way, I got this whole box, a whole case of refried beans in the mail, said two Montreal sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, eventually the episodes will be so long that we'll just have to switch to wearing diapers. <laughs> just, just so that we don't have to actually stop recording. We are totally doing a video episode of that one. <laughs> That's right. Here we are, the Montreal's Us Telethon episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hour 47. Please, please go to our Kickstarter campaign and start pitching in if you want this to end ever. <laughs> I like it. That's good. Don't mind me. I'm just getting comfortable in my chair. It's my diaper. Sorry. Right. Foley. Yes. That's right. I brought right. it around. Shoe fly. Don't bother me. <laughs> I don't even think he was talking to a fly. Whoa. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, it's a good time to stop now that you've mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's a good time to uh to wrap it up. We'll Kids, actually have one under two hours. The lesson is when you do a podcast, always end on a shirt. So <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm gonna have to find a new uh another soundboard app. So this soundboard app is uh uh Volcaner V L CNR volcano, um, but said like a British person who ends with an R. Um, and uh, all it is is suspense accents, so it's look just... a lot of volcano up there. That's okay, right. that works. 
That's a good one, too. So that's all it is, is suspense accents. But I want to go back and track down the um, Star Trek original series sound effects one. (laughs) Do a little more of that. There's a... Is this by design? I'm just curious. Uh, When I was doing show notes for one of the last episodes, I thought the quickest way to get to something that I referred to in the show is to probably go back to previous show notes, and I couldn't. I think it was episode four. Oh, okay. Uh, I believe that I fixed that. So on um, com, there wasn't previously pagination links. That's what I figured, that those were, we didn't need them before, so. Yeah, we didn't need them before, so they didn't show up. Uh, but now I'm looking at it and I'm still not seeing pagination links, which is weird. So I will, uh, go back into the system and make sure to add those. Okay. I just, I wondered if it was by design, like you were trying to be, save some money. You don't want people going into the archive or. (laughs) Right. No, I don't, uh, I don't mind people going into the archive at all. Uh, they just need to actually be able to, uh, to get to Subscribe. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Just, yeah, just subscribe. No. Uh, yeah, they they should be there somewhere. Yeah. I'm sorry I dropped the ball on that whole website thing. <laughs> no worries. But, I mean, had I designed it, the whole pie crust thing probably would have not worked as well. <laughs> it should work fine in theory. I can customize the whole, uh, all the markup everywhere. Nope, nope, that's my things. excuse for not helping. Nope, nope. <laughs> That's all right. I'll just send you. Uh, I'll send you the audio for episodes nine and ten, and you can edit them together. Uh, <laughs> together, I like this idea. Yeah, I'll use the tracks from episode nine for me and your episode ten track. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Welcome to non sequitur, the show. <laughs> right. Like I was saying, beeswax. What? I think there was a, I don't remember which episode it was, but there was an episode of uh, of I Like Juice where we had the two different microphones and because of the way that the tables were arranged, uh, people weren't really talking to, like people were talking across one microphone and then across the other microphone. So if you listen to the left channel, you got one conversation and if you listen to the right channel, you got a totally different conversation <laughs> and there was no way to listen to the whole episode. <laughs> I think I do remember something about that. It was experimental audio. Experimental. <laughs> experimental podcasting. All right, all right. We we're, we we got to get under. We got to get under. So I, right. am, I am at uh, Canada. No, I am in Canada. <laughs> I am. <laughs> That's right, kids. I have a preposition problem, kids. When you have problems with your preposition. Okay. Uh <laughs> I am at Sick Days uh, on the Twitter and the Cupcake and the App.net and uh, maybe Google Plus and uh, in your heart and your mind. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I am at Paul D on Twitter and App.net and uh, uh, Cupcake.io. And uh, probably other places as well. But not your pancreas. But not your pancreas.
because that just has to deal with sugars unless it's like mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you have a soundboard now and we've just been making sound effects all night. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I, I do the... And then uh, I do the sad... Tr- I don't have the sad trombone on here. I mean, that should be like the very first one that you load is the sad trombone somewhere, so... Yeah, I actually had a link to all of those. Emergency Yodel, Sad Trombone, and I was going to like rip them all and make a soundboard when we talked about that. Ah, uh, okay, cool. But it was um, like a couple of links didn't work. It made oh, me okay. cry. Gotcha. I cried inside. All right. <laughs> you cried inside. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, you should shoot those to me because I will build a, uh, a mo- an official Montreal Sauce soundboard app <laughs> that the listeners can buy to support us. For ninety nine cents on Sweet. Google Play and the App Store, how's that? Awesome, sounds cool. Fun. All right, and we're good. Yeah. All right, we're gonna get we're gonna get under two hours, and we're gonna do that because I'm gonna hit stop right now. <laughs>